to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. with Strick and Bach here on 93.7 The Ticket. Wrapping up the ticket water cooler portion of the show. Eric Strickland set to join us in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, we've got a loaded show for you uh, once we begin that. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic joining us at 425. Andy Markowski, former Husker and, and father of current uh, women's basketball player right now, uh, will join us at 525. So that will be exciting. A few news and notes to hit on around the Big Ten. Of course, today was the schedule release, so just a, a few changes for Nebraska as far as their bye weeks and just kind of switching them things there with uh, getting uh, the Wisconsin and Purdue games back on the right track. Um, but some things happening as of late with some guys that you may know or remember. Penn State running back Noah Kane, who led the team in rushing touchdowns in 2021, has entered the transfer portal. So kind of interesting to follow along if Nebraska you know, we, we kind of always have been asking. They, they added a, a running back from Texas A&M the other day, uh, somewhat unproven, I suppose, that doesn't have a whole lot of experience at this level. Um, there's a few running backs out there now with Big Ten experience in the portal. Will they um, make contact uh, with those guys? We'll have to see. Uh, also, big news is uh, for uh, coming out of Iowa City where Jack Campbell uh, one of the best linebackers in the nation, led the Big Ten in tackles this year, deciding to return to Iowa City and play for Iowa. So um, that's a big get for Phil Parker and that Hawkeye defense. Um, some other things that I saw today as well, uh, Hunter Johnson of Northwestern, who was one of many starters at Northwestern, former five-star transfer from Clemson, throw the five-star thing out. The guy can't play all that well. But he has entered the transfer portal as well. Uh, and then uh, following along with uh, Jack Plummer, who was the former Purdue quarterback before Aiden O'Connell took over, he's finally uh, found a destination for himself. He's going to end up at Cal out there in the Pac-12. Of uh, those moves, uh, Big Sky, which one catches your eye the most? Uh, I, I think the transfer uh, news that I caught today that was the most surprising was former Nebraska safety Cameron Jones transferring from Southern Methodist to Grambling State. Grambling State's uh, starting to add some Oscars there. They got Maurice Washington the other day as well. Absolutely. So that certainly a, a intriguing uh, FCS team for Husker fans to keep an eye on on a couple <laughs> of uh, former four stars that uh, didn't end up panning out for the program. Yeah, so that'll be fun. And as we always say, uh, the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. And uh, so it's kind of fun to follow those guys. And, 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 and we were kind of talking in the last segment about how it's going to, in my mind, at least wash down kind of that loyalty aspect that you've had in college football, somewhat similar to the free agency and the professional ranks. Um, it does also add things like add the intrigue of, uh, you know, Shaq and Kobe finally playing each other in, in different uniforms and those type of games that you can kind of just circle on the calendar and say, man, I can't wait to see this guy against his former team uh, or, you know, in, in this certain cir circumstance. Like Ad Adrian Martinez um, playing Texas is going to be quite interesting or just kind of running, running through the Big 12 altogether is going to be interesting for Nebraska fans. We had a taste of that with Wandale Robinson anytime he, he and his Kentucky team were on uh, on TV this last year. I made sure to tune in and kind of check out what they were doing. So, um, like I said, there, there's there's good and bad about it, but I, I, I think that there's also, uh, it, mostly in life, focus on the good so that you can kind of feel better about yourself uh, and, and the way that things are going. And, and I think it'll be fun to follow along. Uh, that Jack Campbell one is pretty big for the Hawkeyes. Um, do, 
Has anything changed about your view of Iowa until they get a different quarterback, or, or do you think that with their more difficult schedule coming up, I know you love to to protect the, the Big Ten and the Big Ten West and all the, the depth in there. Um, do you think Iowa, with a difficult schedule finally, and those two quarterbacks they're running out there, minus Tyler Goodson, uh, will be an improved unit going into next year? I, I don't know where that slight jab is coming from, considering you were Mr. Hawkeye throughout the first eight <laughs> weeks of the season. Uh, I'll still get interceptions, don't worry. I, I certainly think Iowa is going to be uh, a threat in, in the Big Ten. And it, obviously, as we've seen from uh, numerous examples coming from uh, w- Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, you don't really need a quarterback. Uh, you, don't need, you don't need a Bryce Young or a, or a Kenny Pickett at quarterback to win in the big 10. And so I, 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 I struggle to ding Iowa too hard uh, when evaluating them just off the simple fact that Petrus isn't exactly the most amazing quarterback uh, in, in the big 10. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I am not, I'm not going to look down upon Iowa and I think they'll continue to be a, a threat in the big 10 West. Certainly one of those top two teams going into uh, next season with Wisconsin and has a good chance of being the representative in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium at the end of the year for the Big Ten West. Well, it's fascinating because uh, those teams are always on top of the Big Ten West, and, and, you know, obviously Nebraska was built to be in there as well. But next year, I mean, they're going to have some competition. Purdue certainly showed out this year, won nine games, brings back Aiden O'Connell. Minnesota bringing back a a lot of their key pieces, minus their entire gigantic offensive line. Um, So they will have to adjust a little bit there. But the Big Ten West is going to be a fun race next year. And as as we broke down earlier, the schedule – it's, it's difficult for a lot of these teams. I think Nebraska and Purdue probably get um, the best draw out of the bunch as far as the contenders go. I didn't necessarily break down Illinois' schedule. I'm not ready to include Illinois in my group of contenders. And Northwestern, I, I, absolutely not. So I didn't really look at them I- either. But you never know. Northwestern can come out of nowhere and, and win that division of, as we've seen in the past. Yeah, Your doubt is all that all Northwestern needs to fuel them to a Big Ten uh, <laughs> title next year. That's absolutely true. Um, so, well, it'll, it'll be fun. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, a lot of lot of uh, things kind of falling into place today with that schedule. And then, as we mentioned, one of the best linebackers in the nation going back to Iowa. Very interesting. Spe- speaking of linebackers, I did want to ask you and see if you were following the Will Compton story uh, over the last couple of years, or last couple of weeks, I, I should say. His career is winding down, um, but he still does kind of get in for some special teams work with the Raiders if they're down a body or to um so he just has, has kind of had the winding road of of these of you know a guy or two having covid with the raiders he's the guy they call up to come play special teams if they need a spot there basically um he's been calling himself playoff willie i don't think that's gonna that's gonna happen i don't think he's gonna make the playoff run with the raiders but it, it's kind of cool to see a veteran like that who's obviously had a, a solid career wasn't expected to to necessarily even make a roster i mean he was undrafted coming into the pros, had some good years there in Washington um, and, and just some good years overall in the league. And, uh, and obviously he's been able to propel that to a very popular podcast um, that he's been doing and, and kind of gets a following there. Um, but I was sad to see him not be able to make the playoff run. Not unexpected, but cut twice in, in two weeks. That's kind of rough. I mean, I, I'm not overly surprised because when I had, uh, had saw the news that he was getting an opportunity with the, the Raiders again, I, I thought that it was a little bit odd because, again, he he had a decently long career, but he was never that uh, that lockdown linebacker like a Levante David uh, was. No. So you, you didn't think that they were bringing him in for more than 
than depth. But I've certainly loved to see him grow the awareness around Nebraska through his podcast. Because certainly having a, a big name in uh, in in the media is going to help Nebraska in the long run because it'll just get again the big red in front of more recruiting eyes, and uh, that's all you can really ask for. And he he does defend the big red. He. Uh, he, I, he had Darius Rucker on his podcast, uh, and Rucker said that Vanderbilt would beat anyone in the Big Ten, and they had a pretty uh, pretty fun uh, back and forth on that topic. So I, I thought that was good uh, just to get that kind of discussion out in front of uh, y- the young people that listen to Barstool. Yeah, and of course he's also had uh, Bo Pelini on there. That was a great episode. So uh, you know, all the all, all the best wishes for him in his uh, in his NFL career moving forward. But um, he is he's at the very end of it. So hopefully he gets another shot maybe next year. Uh, and like like we said, he's just kind of down to a special teams player at this point in his career. But um, does get eyes on the big red uh, with his pod. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll start up hour number two of On the Block. And as usual, that means Husker Hall of Famer and longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland will join our show. That's coming up next on The Block.